We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome in Tuesday edition of the Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Parm, Neil McCready, Clark Ford Studio here with you this morning. Talk a good bit of college football today. Lane Kiffin. Spoke on uh, Monday. We'll uh, discuss anything coming from uh, from that, as well as the release of the AP Top 25, as uh, polls are quite monotonous and meaningless. But hey, whatever. You guys like talking about it. We'll talk about it with you here coming up today, as well as a few other topics as the show moves on. A show brought to you every single day by the Oxford Exxon Highway 6 West in Oxford. Download the Exxon Mobile app and take a picture of the QR code, whichever one you would like. It opens up the app. You get 1,000 bonus points, $10 off, including the pump you were filling up at the time with all Blue Sky locations in Mississippi. Also, lunch specials, five sixty nine, two sides of bread, 32-ounce drinks, and more. And again, come to you from the Clark Ford studio. We are Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900. Call that number. Ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote. Within 15 minutes in business hours, right to the bottom line, no hassle, no haggle. You get your quote. The rest is completely up to you. You can shop that quote around, of course, or you can do what I've done. But I recommend that you do, and that's hop into a Clark Ford today. 662-257-1900. Guests join on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline. Rafters Music and Food on the Square in Oxford. If you're uh, guests doing move-ins and getting kids back in for rush work weeks or midday or whatever the case may be, uh, get in touch. I lose track with what all is going on. I just know stuff's going on. If you're coming into town, stop by Rafters. Grab a burger, a po' boy, appetizer, a full bar, a beer selection, and more there at Rafters on the Square. Also, Rafters in New Albany and Rafters on the Water out at Sardis. Yeah, you know, it's summer is never as slow as Christmas, but we are full bore back. Kids, town, move in. It's all happened now. Um, Kroger's a mess. It's the whole. It's the whole gamut now. As you uh, as you need it. It's you know, summer is not really peaceful anyway, except for maybe a couple weeks here or there. But um, yeah, it's nowhere near as peaceful as it used to be. It used to be pretty peaceful here, and now it's pretty hectic. There's more students here during the summer for whatever reason. Also, the town's just bigger. It's just more um, stuff. Yeah, 
you got a couple of weeks late July, early August, where I feel like kids kind of go home for the last time before they come back. But now that is very, very much over. Um, but there's not a single time in the summer that is the same as December 15th through New Year's Day. But I guess like it's that. rush week here, right? Kids, it is. Kids are going correct. through rush. Right. Yeah, they had rush practice last week, rush week this week. So for whatever level that takes up space. I'm obviously more familiar with a different rush, just more. There's just a day ahead than the one here. One day? One day. Okay. So, yeah, there's more people. So I, I don't know. Um, but I just I, I noticed grocery store and square just navigation-wise, everything was a little more congested, a little more. The self-checkout lines at Kroger were like going down the aisles. Oh, like, what time of day? Uh, it was, this was a couple of days ago. This was Sunday at like 2.30, 3 oh. o'clock in the afternoon, something like that. Because I went Sunday at like one thirty. Okay. Because our outside, it was we had a crisis. Our outside uh, fridge was out of beer, and uh, that was a disaster. And so we had to we had to fix that. And it was not particularly crowded at that moment. Okay. So you missed a rush. It was it was after that. It was just like two thirty, three three thirty somewhere in there. And I don't know if something let out. I don't know if they got done with the day. I don't know what. But I, the two things I noticed was self checkout all the way. Kind of not all the way, but kind of down the aisles, and then two, there the only seltzer remaining was Kroger brand like raspberry pomegranate or something, and huh. the entire rest of the the seltzer water was was, all, was all wiped. Of, all of the cathead seltzers were gone. Uh, I don't know about the alcohol. I was about like the actual, oh. yeah, like the Lacroix or the Bubbly oh, or yes. the the non alcoholic seltzers um, that. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, see, I, I I like those because they it simulates a soda, but it's not a soda. Like I get the carbonation and the pop and like the the thing. So if I ever get like a soda craving, I can just do that instead. That's it's all, interesting. That is good. something I just never crave. There is, I have found. Here, here's the thing about it: is if I got into a habit of soda, I would be bad about it. So I have to completely avoid it. But I will get these like mental things, or I just need something that kind of does whatever, and if that the seltzer water handles that. And I noticed if I will avoid sodas completely, which I mostly do, I will not really want as much sweet if anything. Like it right. makes me less likely for dessert or anything else. Like I kind of get that sweetness even out of out of what I'm looking for at that point. So there is a certain change to it. The only time I have like a sweet craving is late if I'm up late at night. That's the only time I'll suddenly like really crave something really? sweet. Yeah. But like during the day I don't even think about it. Salty stuff, sure. Sweet stuff, not really. So like pretzels or something, like just anything. Like uh, chips. Like we have those pocky chips Carson takes for lunch and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so I'm. That's that's a constant temptation. Really? Oh yeah. The salsa verde ones, the green package. Yeah. Oh, they're phenomenal. Really? Oh, so good. I used to curb that with those. What is it? The Quest, the protein chips. They're, they're, they've only got like one yeah. or two net carbs, and they have like 20 grams of protein, and then whatever the hell they're made out of, I have no idea. He but. eats the Quest like cookies. He okay. takes those as a protein. Yeah. So, All right, now that we got that out of the way for uh, for today's show, we'll get into the poll here in a little bit. A couple of interesting things about it that actually I do find um, somewhat compelling, uh, as much as an AP poll can be. But prior to that, yesterday, any news? What, what was your impression of Mr. Kiffin yesterday? Um, he was fine. Um, 
I did slap not. you on the back, shake your hand when you walked in. Yeah, we chatted, you know, Imagine. talked about how everything's going with all, all the various kids and such. Mm-hmm. Um, no. <laughs> um, did you eat a Nutri-Grain bar? I did not. I, okay. I, I, yet, once again, my streak of not stealing a snack from the team room <laughs> remains intact. <laughs> I'm, I'm perfect in that regard. Um, he... He didn't have a lot to say from the scrimmage. It was in the middle, he said. You know, they did some good things, did some bad things, saw some exciting things, saw some troublesome things. Have another week of camp, another scrimmage on Saturday. Reiterated that uh, Kincaid Dent was the best quarterback that he saw that day, which tells me that we're still competing. Um, And after that, there wasn't he, – he was asked about injuries. He said none of them are long-term I don't really know what that means. I mean, there's it probably means they're going to play. I mean, there are questions. Like, I have a question about the punter, but I'm trying to figure out: is it worth asking just yet? Um, because he's not the going injured to, punter or the frat house punter. Who are we talking about? The, okay, so that's two things. Okay, I have. Commu- I got you off the top. I'm. Just, I have communicated via Twitter direct message with the quote frat house punter and i don't think he really lane was kidding yet somehow it has taken over the internet the last two days which i guess speaks to lane's q rating but sorry go ahead it okay it does speak to lane's q rating it also speaks to the pure stupidity of the people who listen to it and take it literally it's the same people stop neil you're just making enemies stop stop he he, he wasn't out of fraternity party he used to punt at nevada he did he did not play last season he's here now i don't know how that exactly came about i'm working to get that okay. story he's he's told me to send him some questions i did i anticipate that he will answer said questions and i will then be able to formulate something resembling content content yeah but he didn't literally come from a fraternity party that's just collins didn't walk over to the sigma news and go hey anybody kick at any point in your in your life did you do that but it gets published as if that's the, the story and it becomes somewhat mainstream it did which is such a poor reflection on our field did it get published by anything that was not fairly bloggy? I don't know. I, I've gotten where I Because there are some lines of demarcation there, I think. I've gotten with sports writing that if it's not... I do the, my weekly thing around the SEC. Mm-hmm. Staples, for the college football, Staples, Dellinger, and that's about it. Pretty much stop. You're down to two. Pretty much. Anything that's blogged or aggregated or clickbait, I just... Well, because even beyond that, I mean, if you told me reputable college football writers, I could get you I could get you to about five, and then I'm probably done. Guys that cover the sport nationally? Yeah. I mean, because I'll, I'll count Mandel as much as he gets on my nerves. Fellman. Yeah. And there's a couple others. Like? I like? I don't... Give me a minute. I don't know. <laughs> Somebody I'm forgetting. I don't know. I, I, I mean, <laughs> I'm about... I'm about to stop there. Okay. The ones that aren't clickbait, 
Because I don't know how to factor in like an Alex Scarber or somebody who I do like, but it's regional sort of like I don't really know how to factor in some of that. I generally like McMurphy stuff. I think he's he's okay. Yeah, he's gotten worse though. He's not in his heyday of five six years ago where I really thought he was really really dialed and kind of on the pulse. Because you think he's less connected, or has he gotten more Ooh. political, or is it more? Angry or what? I do feel like there is more of a... I'm not saying like, oh, we hate your team. I don't mean it like that. But I do feel like there is some... It could be any of the things you just mentioned. There is some sort of edge to be a little antagonistic, condescending. Off the, Almost a little bit of Woken, but not anywhere near in that ballpark. Yeah. I'm going to be a little different just to be different to whatever that means. And no, it could be just freaking survival. I don't know. I mean, there's right. a lot of different reasons for that. They're not all, oh, God, let me just tell you how terrible everything is. But I don't read him or take his word now the same way I did in probably 2013, 2014, somewhere in that, that realm. Oh, another one is, is Ralph Russo at AP. Ralph, oh, sure. Ralph's, Ralph's good. Ralph's good. Yeah. yeah. If Ralph writes something up. And it's the AP. I mean, you would hope to God they don't go to that level. Right. Well, I mean, I, I no longer give anyone the benefit of that doubt. But, but Ralph's good. When, when the AP is writing salacious stuff, we'll know, okay, let's just go ahead. And... I, I did see where Ralph wrote that um, no, I guess since the playoff era, no team not in the preseason top six has ever won the national title. And that goes all the way back to like 2000, except for like one exception, who I don't know who it is, or maybe two exceptions. Yeah. Yeah. Cole has a good point. Bar- Barrett Salee. I like Barrett. That's fine. It's not about it's not. I mean, this is not about whether we agree with their takes. This is about whether we. Because <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, lots of people have opinions that are like you know cool. I mean, it's it's whatever. I mean, if you think if you think Ole Miss is a top ten team, or if you think Ole Miss doesn't belong in the top twenty five, I mean, I'm cool with either. That's fine. I mean, especially right now. At some point, it'll I mean, wear you, itself out. If you said, "Hey, make an argument for Ole Miss being a top ten team," I could do it. And if you tell me make an argument for Ole Miss not being a top 25 team, I could do that too. And so if I can do it inside, then if somebody who's not here every day does it, I'm cool with that. It's fine. Because, like, this is interesting. I Googled just National College Football Writers. I was curious what would pop up. I could get some sort of list or whatever. And yeah. nobody – so I tell you how much they really – our profession does not matter. I can't find a ranking that is newer than eight years ago. No, what we do does not. But my point is, eight years matter. ago, 2014, is what I was talking about. Right. Brett McMurphy's number one on oh, the list. wow. From whatever this compilation was. Now, okay. This could be nobody. I just searched the internet and found a damn ranking. But This could be the same people who are also reporting that Lane Kiffin found a punter at the Sigma Chi. Probably so. But their top five, and again, this is a snapshot back to 14. Travis Haney, who's not even in the business anymore. What's he doing now? Uh, he's doing some sort of maybe he got like he was we were for Charlotte football with Healy for a while. He was actually on their staff and now he's off doing something because I talked to him a little bit about the book stuff because he wrote the South Carolina baseball books back in the oh, day okay. when he covered South Carolina. Okay. But he became an ESPN reporter from Carolina. Okay. From covering the Gamecocks. Uh Holly Anderson when she was at Grantland. I remember that. Because Grantland was really good even though nobody read it. You and I might have been the only humans in the country reading Grantland That's true. at that time. It was good. But, um, Matt Hayes, who nobody even talks about anymore at Sporting News. I remember that. Um, Staples at number two and McMurphy at number one were the top five and 14. Again, from some random thing. Today, one would be Staples slash Dellinger. Depending on the type of content you're looking for, you yeah. would go one of those two. Whether we're talking about deep dive yeah. stuff or if we're talking Staples having a... 
Staples understanding and being able to put things in normal perspective better than anyone in the country. Staples is more of from an entertainment yes. standpoint. Dellinger's more from a news standpoint. Well, because look, Though I mean, they both cross those lines. Because look, I mean, not to get down this road because I understand all the, the the feelings in a lot of different ways and whatever. But you did this thing in like fourteen or fifteen. Hell, Godfrey would have been top ten because of his damn uh, when they would insert him into programs. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, like sure. that shows you how much things have changed. You know, whatever. I mean, that's. I mean, he's running a Patreon podcast now, and I mean, no offense to Stephen, I don't mean that negatively. I mean, What's he saying, doing? well, I know. Like the main thing I see is that split duo. He does that podcast that's on Patreon most of the time. Oh, okay. like so. I mean, it's just yeah. It's it's completely changed into a world, and a lot of it's been the ability to adapt because the ones we're not talking about are the ones that are still so damn serious, and there's no whatever, and they have no they. It's hard to. It's hard to follow a college football writer who acts like he hates college football. Don't don't give it away. Don't give the secrets away. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, some of us have turned this into money, and others can't. Okay. Well, I, I don't want to help them. <laughs> <laughs> We're just talking. Nobody's listening. It's fine. You know what I mean? I just, yeah, yeah, just, yeah. Just keep telling them that's the way to do this. Yeah. I mean, Murphy did put Miami fourth in his poll, which was interesting. It it is. We'll get into the poll stuff in a minute. Someone has to be fourth, and you can argue for about ten. Because I hate Clemson at four. You can argue for about ten teams you at can. fourth. I mean, I'm 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 not going to excoriate Brett over that right now. I'm not. I do think it's an example of I'm going to be different to be different. Sure. Because he didn't expect everybody to put Miami fourth. Right. He, he knew it would stand out and make yes. people talk about his ballot. Which. I, but I'm he, not even criticizing that. I'm just but, saying. But again, I mean, if you but if you really was trying to be just, I'm not defending Brett here. But if he was being off the wall, he'd have put Miami second. Yeah, and, but then you get stupid. There's a there, there's a no, it's almost kind of smart. There is a yeah, there's, a, there's a lane. That's my point. That you're like, eh. but I mean, my point is, I could argue for seven schools because you put them second. That's the same as the PGA golfer goes. Ah, not about the money. Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. Uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> I just love those courses over there. It's the man. baseball, like, yeah, it's the baseball like, free on. agent that signs with the twins, and you go. So this was what was this about? Well, it wasn't about money. It was it was it was not about the, them being the highest bidder. No, but but you could argue for a bunch of teams at fourth. It's because there's such a clear fall off a cliff after number three. Maybe after number two, but certainly after number three, mm-hmm. it's like. Phew. So, you know, I it is being different, but I can't sit here and go, that's wrong. I can't because I don't know. I mean, it's possible that he's right. They have an elite quarterback. He's really good. They play in a bad conference. They're only going to play, play a couple of games. They're going to win a bunch of games probably. Just by osmosis. Yeah, sure. They can just show up and beat seven teams on their schedule. I don't know, yeah. whatever it is. Yeah, I mean, it's not like Ole Miss's schedule where you look at the back half of it and go, you know, they could be really good and lose five of the last six games. Mm-hmm. Well, Miami doesn't have that issue. If Ole Miss was playing Miami's schedule, I'd be like, man, you're going to win a bunch of games. No doubt. What are we talking about? Kiffin is actually what you were talking about. We started with Kiffin. (laughs) So he got asked about Juice again. Uh He was specifically asked about... Neil hates the dog. I don't hate the dog. I I love Labrador Retrievers. (laughs) 
he's he's a beautiful he's a beautiful pup. Uh, I, I I get it. I'm glad that I'm glad that Lane's daughter got the dog that she wanted, and I he's he appears to be a, an incredibly well trained puppy. Mm. And he's he's a handsome he's a handsome pup. Yeah, I do not hate Juice Kiffin. Don't don't please don't go there. But hey, Juice got an Instagram account. What is Lane supposed to say? He played along and he said, "You you know I don't do Juice's Instagram account, neither, which is accurate, and neither does Juice, obviously." Whoever does that account was funny on Twitter yesterday to come back with, yeah, I don't have opposable thumbs. I mean, that was funny. I laughed. But, man, it just feels like, like we, how, how much longer can we do this? And I'm good with it, but. We're jumping the shark. And, and maybe we are literally trying to jump the shark and get uh, to oh. a good place. Look at you. But, and, and then he was asked about his his. Uh, is inspirational tweets in the morning like and I led with it because it was the most interesting thing that came out of yesterday but okay. yeah dog days this We're is in the dog well days. this is the dog week because when the coach leads the press conference with look you know this is no, we got another week of camp we don't it's another week like last week we're going to scrimmage again on Saturday and yeah, we're the we're the five games under five hundred baseball team on August first right now. Just, yeah, just, just trying to just trying to get there. Yeah, got a long way to go. Got a way to go. Not quite there yet. Yeah, next week. My anticipation is that next week we can start. I, I said this on the Siski show um, that was published yesterday. If you haven't seen, it, if you haven't heard it, it was pretty good. Uh, Tyler talked a lot about what happened back in. When was it? 2019? Yeah. The end of November 2019 when he and Matt Luke and those guys were, were let go. Um, you know, next week I think you can say after a second scrimmage, hey, is anybody ahead at quarterback? Sure. If, if you played today, do you know who you would name at quarterback? And sure. if the answer to that is yes, I think you can follow up with what's stopping you from saying that out loud. Sure. Right, assuming that he doesn't, and maybe he does. I don't. I don't know, or or if he says no, I don't really know who my quarterback would be. I think a, a follow up question to that would be, is that a bad thing? Is that something that worries you? Mm-hmm. Is that something that costs you? Are you keeping you proverbially up at night? Yeah. But I think if you do that yesterday, he just told you that he got another week. It's yeah. one scrimmage. Everybody did some good things. Everybody did some bad things. Blah blah blah. So they just, yeah, there wasn't a lot to go on there. Podcast brought to you in part by Johnson Hill Creamery, johnsonhillcreamery.com. You know about the tailgate packages, still talking uh, about those, but probably we'll get to that about a little lunch. Yesterday they put a video on their Instagram account, try making a, uh, they've got a grilled cheese on sourdough. They use their spicy feta dip, house mustard, their farmer brown cheese, and uh, heirloom tomatoes to get locally here in Oxford and make their cheeses locally in-house every single day. And to find out about those Grove packages, you can go to their website, johnstonecreamery.com. Go to the Instagram package, main page, sorry, that you know, they feed 10, 20, or 40, depending on the size of your group. 662-419-9201 or cheese at johnstonecreamery.com. A stock option. Hey, I'm, I'm so, 
I've thrown off. Let me start over. A-Stock Auctions is a Nashville-based online auction company with the mission to provide customers the power to name their price. All items at A-Stock Auctions start at just $1. That's right. Every item starts at just $1. Shop now at astock.bid or download their app. Name your price on thousands of items from big-name retailers, A-Stock a-Stock Auctions has multiple locations around Nashville that offer local pickups. So don't miss out. Want it? Bid it? Win it. Uh, if you're looking to diversify your company, your your resume, you're looking to leave the corporate rat race to gain control of your income and schedule, MyPerfectFranchise.net offers the ability to create income and wealth. Let Andy Ledecky guide you through a comprehensive franchise evaluation. He has tons of franchise and business ownership experience to lean on. If you hate your job, your boss, your pay, if you feel stuck, Andy can help. It's Andy at MyPerfectFranchise.net. We're also brought to you by Solutions RX. It's a probiotic multivitamin supplement company created by Ole Miss Pharmacy alum Chris Cornelison. I've been trying a lot of their stuff lately. Um, just makes you feel a little sharper, makes you feel a little fresher. What it does is they've got a um, pharmaceutical-grade uh, vitamin that you take. Just if you take um, high blood pressure medicine, if you take diabetes medicine, cholesterol medication, sometimes those things can cause some muscle pain, a little brain fog, a little energy loss. Uh, prescription support steps in, puts those vitamins back into your body, just makes you feel better, which makes you more compliant taking your medications, keeps you healthier over the long term. SolutionsRx.com is the uh, website. Enter the promo code OEP at checkout. Get 10% off of your first order. Also brought to you by Hawkeye Portable Buildings, 7991 Highway 7 South in Hawkeye, Mississippi at Hawkeye Portable Buildings. They custom build your building to your specifications. However you want your carport, ATV, or storage shed, barn, hunting cabin, or other buildings, Hawkeye can accommodate you. Uh, you pick the color, the style, the windows, the doors. Hawkeye makes it happen. In-house financing available. Free delivery set up within 75 miles of Hawkeye as well. 662-226-2233 or go to HawkeyeBuildings.com. Find them on Facebook or Instagram at Hawkeye Portable Buildings. Uh what a bit, two and a half weeks away or so from uh, the first tailgating weekend there at the Grove. You want to make sure that you're ready to go. Get in touch with 7South Tailgating, 7SouthTailgating.com. They're currently booking single game, multi game, full season packages. As of now, they still have availability for any size, um, any service, game selection. They offer tailgating packages for any budget, any party size, any number of games needed. It's 7South Tailgating. Dot com. And we're brought to you by Dead Soxy. It's deadsoxy.com. Best socks you'll put on your feet ever. The no-shows, the uh, traditional socks, the uh, football-themed, Ole Miss-themed socks as well. Go to deadsoxy.com. Promo code REBELGROVE at checkout. 25% off your order. And while we're talking about getting ready for the Grove, Game Changer patches are the only two-patch system available in the market to stop hangovers before they start. The warm-up patch used before or while you drink. Overtime patch used after you've been drinking to recover while you sleep. The all-natural ingredients will keep you in the game. Ready for the next play. Go to GameChangerPatch.com. Promo code REBELGROVE20 at checkout for 20% off your purchase. Podcast also brought to you by Community Mortgage. Community Mortgage, Oxford, Memphis, Settle County, and Chattanooga. All underwriting and processing is done in Memphis. So you're getting local underwriting and understand your market. Leader in condo financing, the float down option, and more. You can find Jason at 662-234-2704 or J-L-O-W-E at community, mtg.com. 
So, I guess that was kind of it. That was what came up yesterday. I don't guess there's anything uh, anything else to really. Oh, uh, let's see. We talked home about. to uh, Jeremy James. I'll write something from that as soon as the show is over. Nothing. What do you think Williams is factoring into this thing right now? People are trying to make this bigger than it is. He is the guy if someone went down. They're not moving Mason Brooks inside. They brought Mason Brooks to Ole Miss to be the right tackle so that they could move Jeremy to left tackle. But as we saw on Saturday, both Mason and Jeremy are made of flesh and bones and things, and you can get banged up, banged up or get hurt. And If there were an injury, I think the next offensive lineman, if they can make it fit, unless it involved a center, and even if it did involve a center, is probably Jaden Williams. He's a left tackle. He's a freshman. You don't want to th- – hey – He J- can't learn four positions. You, well, you don't want yeah. – I mean, he probably could, but yeah. that's not the way you want him to first play. You can't perfect them as a freshman. Let's put it that right. way. So, hey, learn left tackle, and if something happens, we can shuffle people around and put you at left tackle. That's where that's going. And I wrote about him last week. You don't think Jeremy's going to play center in the opener? I don't. Okay. I – Wrote about him on Sunday, and yet there's it tells me that someone else is making it more than it is. They're going to need a sixth, a seventh, maybe an eighth offensive lineman. Things happen. And Lane said yesterday that he feels like they've got that. So, said he'd been pleased with some of the young guys. But the other day, um, Brooks went down. And they had to adjust, so they moved Jeremy to right tackle and put Williams in at left tackle. And Jeremy can play different positions, but Jeremy wants to play left tackle. Yes, there, that is purposeful for from a multiple market, reasons. From a marketability yes. standpoint at, at yeah. the next level. Right. And Nick needed to go inside for the same reasons. <laughs> you ever notice that when some sometimes if you ask a next-level question, so, there are people in the room who bristle? At next level questions? Well, it's not helping the Rebels. <laughs> that, that, why are you even asking that? I just found it interesting, that's all. Okay. <clears throat> so there was a poll yesterday. They asked a bunch of sports writers what they thought, and for some reason we all spent time talking about what they think. Um, Ole Miss coming in at 21 in the uh, in the top 25. The, the media did a better job with the coaches, but – Part of that is simply because they didn't have the moron that voted Texas number one, which vaulted Texas into like 17 and then whatever it was in the coaches poll. So that is a uh, a part of the poll dynamics here. But um, just like in the other one, Arkansas, Kentucky, and Ole Miss all tied right there in together. In this one, Arkansas 19, Kentucky 20, Ole Miss 21. Other SEC teams are kind of as expected there, and that is Alabama number one and Georgia number three. And, and Texas A&M number six. And Texas six. A&M number six. As Neil said, A&M uh, unranked to end last season all the way to number six in, uh, in this season. I guess that's what a number one recruiting class has in store for you to at least get some pub from that. Yep. Um, a lot of pressure on the Aggies. They're the 12th team since 1970 for that to be the case, where they went from unranked to inside the top 10 um, the next season. So one of 12 in the last 42 years, something like that. Um, The Trojans at 14, we all kind of have some interest in USC this season. Three voters ranked them in the top five, and four didn't rank them at all. 
So there's some variance on on USC and where top five is too high, even though they probably have a ceiling that's okay and could give them a chance in that league. Um, Ohio State got six first-place votes. Alabama got 63 first-place votes. And then Georgia got the three remaining first-place votes. Okay. Have no issue with that at all. Nope. Got, got, got no problems there. Unless I'm missing something. But then you get into that mix from four to about, I don't know, 11. Also, um, LSU unranked in the preseason top 25 for the first time since 2000. Been 22 years. The team in the SEC that I am most intrigued by. LSU. Number one. Yep. Which is a... Loads of Which is a big statement because, frankly, 12, 11 teams are intriguing in some way. Sure. There's very few I went, yeah, I don't care. No. It's only one that I look at going, no, maybe two. Two. Missouri and Vanderbilt. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Everybody else, I can come up with something. But I'm interested in LSU, and here's why. Okay. The knock on LSU the last couple of years was dysfunction, mm-hmm. disorganization. I never had anyone tell me, man, there's no talent on that roster. No one ever said that. Never had anyone go, you know, they're just not very good. So now they've got talent, and Brian Kelly is not going to be disorganized. He's not going to be dysfunctional. And so if they addressed that one thing, what's stopping them from getting back in a hurry? I'm not saying they will. I just That's what I'm intrigued by. Like I'm really curious to watch them. Everyone does the South Carolina thing. I'm like, okay, they could be good, and Rattler could make them better, but I don't know that South Carolina is going to vault up no, and win 10 games. They're intriguing on could they have that breakout eight-win season. Sure. That's their ceiling. I'm not getting sure. past that. That's fine. Um, so they go to Tampa. Yeah, whatever. I mean, sure. Yeah, but LSU's the team that, I mean, if someone, the football gods dropped in here and went, LSU goes 10-2, and two, are you are you telling them they're drunk? Any more than if you, someone says LSU goes 6-6. Six and six. So you mentioned it. You said four through whatever. And, I mean, you can go. Here's the catch on that, and it's why you're right about Brett to some extent. And Miami, I guess, is the last team, but you've got to reach, I think, to get to them. But you could at least make an argument that at the end of the season, anybody four through 16 is in the top six. Yeah. Maybe even more than that. I'm going to cut it off at Pitt at 17. I, okay. I think that's that's right. that's. So read, read me four through 16. Clemson, sure, sure. I mean, they went 10 and they didn't suck. They're I mean, I'm not defending Dabo here, but everybody's acting like, oh God, they fell off the map. They went 10 and three. I mean, quit acting like they went. They did. They, they, you know, the they went in the freaking Birmingham Bowl last year. I mean, they're still good. Yeah. Notre Dame, sure. Yeah. They could run it. Sure. A and M. I think they're too highly ranked. I do but too. I understand. They're very okay. talented. Utah. I actually would probably have Utah four, if I'm honest. Okay. I think in my poll I would have Utah uh, four. You can make an argument for Utah at four, sure. Michigan, sure. Sure. Okay. And they're not in order here, but the three-headed Big 12 teams, Oklahoma, Oregon, I mean, Oklahoma State, and Baylor, depending on how you like them. Sure. sure. You got no problem with that. No. Oregon, the other one. I mean, you could argue at Oregon at number four. And I, then, think, I think it's a little, be a little. And then SC, Michigan State, Miami. I like Michigan State. We've talked about Miami. I don't know that I could put SC that high, but they play in the Pac-12, which sucks, and so all you got to do is win a couple of games. Except you beat Oregon suddenly. Sure. 
so I, I'm not. I guess point is, if any of those teams are four, five, six, or whatever, I can't make fun of somebody for having them there. No, and I'll go one further. I mean, I know what we're saying about Pitt, but all Pitt has to do is beat a couple of teams in the ACC. It's a, it's a crappy league. Yeah, but to get top four, you got to think Pitt's beating Clemson and Miami, and I don't. That's the problem. And NC State. They beat two of the three last year, didn't yeah. they? Sure. And sorry, NC State's on this list too. They were at thirteen. I forgot them. I'm, I've told you, NC State and Oklahoma State are my sneaky, in, the teams I'm kind of sneaky interested in. Like they could make noise. And then after that, Pitt, Wisconsin, Arkansas, Kentucky, Ole Miss, Wake, Cincinnati, Houston, BYU. Whatever. Yeah, I mean, if somebody surprises, great, but yeah, I think Ole Miss at twenty one's a dash low, but I, I anybody that's worked up over that, seek help. It's more than fair. And it won't matter. Look, it just doesn't matter. We've talked about this. Again, they're going to win their first four games. So they're going to go from 21 to 13. Kentucky is at 20? Uh, Yeah, sure. If Kentucky wins its first four games, one of them is going to be Florida, which is going to give them a little more splash than anything Ole Miss is going to get for beating Georgia Tech. So Kentucky is going to go from 20 to about – 11, maybe a little higher. And when they play each other on October the 1st, whoever wins is going to vault 10. into the top 10. Yeah. So there it is. 5-0 Rebels or 5-0 <laughs> Wildcats will be in the yeah. top 10. And when, if Ole Miss wins that game, they're going to beat Vanderbilt. They'll be like 6 when they play They'll Auburn. They'll be 6-0. Playing Auburn is somewhere between 6th and ninth. In it. And if you win that game, you're 7-0 going to play LSU as the top Somewhere between five and six in the country at a minimum, depending on how much chaos there is elsewhere. So it's from a if, if you're worked up about rankings, they're going to work themselves out. So Ole Miss was unranked on 21 ballots. Um, I recognized a few of the names, but I'm not going to go through and figure out where they're all from or anything. Uh, Brett McMurphy, one of those. Is there anybody that works for a quote fan site? Can you tell? I mean, I'm not up on where all my media yeah. compadres are, are located now, but... It, it appeared to be a lot of traditional media. It's almost all traditional media, yeah. if not all. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm staring through it. And for quick. the record, I don't blame the AP for doing that because there's so many people that do what we do who absolutely suck. I don't recognize any team reporters, team okay. site reporters. Um, I don't blame them. I like to make fun of it, and I do every single week. On like David Thompson, Thompson, who covers Duke, has Ole Miss at 11. That's their highest ranking. Um, That's high. They have a vote at 12, a vote at 13. They have actually six votes at 14. I saw where Tom Murphy had them at 17. He does. Which is where I would have put Reese them. Davis has them at 15, the college game day sure. host. Um, Anywhere from about 15 to 20, I think. John Wilner really likes the Rebels every year. I, we, we look at this every week, and I always constantly see him. He, he covers a lot. I don't know if he covers, but he writes for like the San Jose California yeah, paper California. or something. Yeah. And he always has the Rebels really high. He's, for whatever reason, he's your guy. Um, Robbie Falk, the Mississippi writer this year, or voter this year, he has Ole Miss at 17. Um, that's yeah. fine. Yeah. Um, More than fair. And Robbie watches eight. Shit ton of college football. I really have no problem with him voting whatsoever. Yeah, um, sure. He's not psychotic. Um, 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Kirk Bowles always never ranks Ole Miss. Notice. Austin American Statesman. Yeah, I always notice it. Like, literally, yeah. he's always at the bottom. Again, no, I, I, yeah. I don't know Kirk. I, I have no idea. I just, again, I look at this list every week and I pick out names and go, huh, yeah. I know him in passing. We've communicated before. Really? Yeah, I don't, I don't know that there's an agenda there. I doubt it. Again, is. I can make, if you, if you ask me to make an objective argument for why Ole Miss should not be in the preseason top 25, I can do it easily. Not hard at all. Now, I would put them in the top 25. I think I would put them somewhere 17th-ish, 18, 17, 18, somewhere in there. It's probably where I'd put Ole Miss today. I would have Ole Miss ahead of Arkansas, and I would have Kentucky a little bit ahead of Ole Miss. I'm higher on Kentucky than a lot of other people. This is far from scientific, so let me say that off the top. I mean, this is – it's not even in the realm of scientific. This That's is a okay. straw poll as we could get. I mean, we just went through two years of things okay. not being scientific. So, I think this actually speaks in some ways to what Lane and Ole Miss has done from a branding standpoint. Because even media is susceptible to branding when you're putting these things together. Of you're course. just It's an idea of what a team can be because of what a program can be. Of course. Let's not overthink a top 25 Texas poll. A&M. Top NIL, top rankings. And Point stuff. being, yeah, most sure. of the not ranked – People are covering teams in the South. I'm noticing a lot of Texas, Alabama, all the way through to Florida on not ranked. 
Mm-hmm. Most of Ole Miss's ranked high is spread across the country, which I have found interesting, that there is a brand identity across the country to that. Yeah, I think Lane's done a terrific job of, of branding. I mean, he's fantastic. And not just him, the powder blue jerseys that they've oh. – I'm totally serious. That's a thing. Not many teams wear powder blue. And then there's somebody who got on and goes, hey, I didn't really research much of this. Oh, Ole Miss was in the Sugar Bowl last year? Okay, 14. Well, and also Ole Miss is getting some bounce from top-ranked transfer portal class. Oh, sure. You know, some of that. I found it. I don't know. It's it's That's the only really note I have from it. I mean, otherwise, whatever. Um, it's a preseason poll. Yeah, I don't know. I, mean, I, don't, I, I mean, <laughs> Well, and you look at like three of them. By the time you get a third one, it's the same as the other one. I'm like, I don't. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I think the interesting thing is the like again. There's the argument at four. Like, I'm I'm interested in how everyone has Cincinnati where they are. Like, if you talk to people that are around the Cincinnati program, they'll tell you that they're, they they're going to fall off a cliff. And they have them twenty to everyone's got them like twenty three. Yeah, they're getting a lot of they're getting. But again, a, they were in a thing. They're, they're that getting, team. They're getting a lot of run from last year. They're the best. Depending on your thoughts on Houston, they're the best group of five program in the country. Yeah. So how the do argument you... this year though is that Houston is more loaded than Cincinnati is. Cincinnati is going to have to reload because they lost a lot of really good players off that team last year. Yet they get they get a benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. That's okay. I, I'm surprised Tennessee's not ranked. That was maybe the one surprise compared to some of the ones that who were. Yeah, I had that same thought. I would have Cincinnati. I mean, I would have Tennessee in my top 25 because I think they're going to be one of the 25 best teams in the country at the end of the year. I do. Yeah. I, my my SEC teams in the top 25 would be those that are in it, Tennessee. And you don't know what to do with LSU. And I don't know what to do with LSU, but I might be inclined to try to be the smart guy and put them in my preseason top twenty-five. Yeah, you could throw them down there at twenty-three. Just to, hey, I'm just, hey, I'm just. Hey, just, look at, at the end of the year. Go, I had them on my radar. See, yeah. Like I think I would put them in. I don't think Cincinnati would be in mine. Yeah, and maybe I'm wrong. If I'm wrong about Cincinnati, great, good for them. Yeah, I mean, sure. I, Luke Fickle seems like a pretty cool guy. He's a hell of a coach done an amazing job at Cincinnati and will probably land one of the really big Big Ten jobs one of these days. But everything I hear is that they've lost a lot of production. And the quarterback they had the last couple of years was a really good college quarterback. Really, Ritter. Yeah. He and Gardner, they had two studs. Studs on both sides of the ball. Yeah. I mean, Gardner cut the field in half. Mm -hmm. And – Ritter was really good. Yeah. So, podcast brought to you in part by GNM Pharmacy, 662-236-2222. They deliver locally in the Oxford area, and they offer MedSync for your prescriptions the same day each month and take care of you. Also, with their med packs, they will individually package your medication if you need that extra step. Great for a parent or just someone that you know, needs a little extra help with their medication morning, afternoon, and evening. Also, uh, they will take care of moving your needs to the to GNM. One call is all you got to do. You have to stay with the big box pharmacy. Let GNM handle the rest. Again, 662 236 2222.
Automation and Control Systems, LLC, is owned by my friend Clay McNutt, Baldwin, Mississippi. It's a complete electrical control system solution provider, a Rockwell Automation Recognized System Integrator. They've got a full-time dedicated emergency service and troubleshooting staff, a ULA, UL508A panel shop, and so much more. Get in touch with them at ACSLLCMS.com or call 662-601-4381. Brought to you by Lamons Fine Jewelry, Lamons at 1126 North Lamar Boulevard in Oxford. It's been serving the Oxford area for three quarters of a century. Whatever it is you're looking for with jewelry, whether it's fashion jewelry, wedding rings, children's jewelry, collectibles, and more, they're the gold standard in fine jewelry. Visit them at LamonsFineJewelry.com or call them at 662-234-2777. Brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating, different names, same great products and services. If you live in Oxford, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, call Comer, 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, or the surrounding area, call Southern, 662-429-4429. The College Corners, your one-stop rebel shop. Two locations in the Jackson area. In Ridgeland, it's next to Fleet Feet. In Flowood, it's next to Half Shell. You can also go to collegecornerstore.com and find them on Facebook and Instagram. Largest selection of rebel gear in central Mississippi. I told you about Pinnacle yesterday. Pinnacle also home to the Pinnacle 401k advisory services team. Get in touch with them. They'll conduct a complimentary, no obligation benchmarking and analysis of your current 401k plan, mypinwealth.com, M-Y-P-I-N-N wealth.com. And if you're planning a trip, already thinking about a holiday trip, maybe you're already thinking about spring break next summer. Whatever the case may be, get in touch with John Edwards, Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. He knows the extra attention that's needed to make a special trip one that creates a lifetime of unique memories. Give him some parameters. Give him a budget. He'll give you options. And no, you don't have to live in or near Memphis to take advantage of his services. 901-494-3387 or send him an email, jedwardsregencytravel.net. Podcast is brought to you by Prime Shrimp. PrimeShrimp.com is the website to get restaurant-quality shrimp shipped straight to your door. Then you just pop it in boiling water in less than 10 minutes. You get restaurant-quality shrimp ready for dinner. If you need to take care of kids, if you've got a busy evening, Prime Shrimp can help you out and take care of that. They have six different flavors where you cook in the bag, including their, uh, their new recent options as well, the lemon and cracked pepper. And they have their two-pound bags of the individually frozen shrimp, just like the supermarket, except a higher quality from the New Orleans-based company. So use code MPW for your first purchase if you're a new customer. And again, that's primeshrimp.com. So last thing on this, I looked it up. So Ole Miss's top vote getters are people who voted Ole Miss the highest, I should say. They are uh, somebody who works for the Star-Ledger in Newark, New Jersey. The uh, Salem Statesman Journal in Salem, Oregon. He has a bias toward USC. He's from Oregon. He has a bias toward USC. And in his mugshot, he's wearing an Atlanta Braves cap. So, interesting cat there. Got a lot going on. He does. Got a lot. I, if I was covering Oregon for the journal, it shows you're not in the SEC because you know how much hell you would catch for being biased toward SC on this page publicly? If you're in the SEC, the Alabama beat writer going, you know, they're really biased toward Georgia in the polls. Yeah, it wouldn't go well. You hear about that shit every day. Like, it would never go away, but instead, it's just what he what he does. Lynchburg, Virginia. Oh, Hugh's beat writer got Rebels real high. I guess he's high on Hugh. Hugh been telling him stuff. Lynchburg, huh? you, you probably hate this guy. He's got a bias against Iowa. What the hell's up with him? That's his, his bias is Tell against what. Iowa. What's this? <laughs> <laughs> 
uh, Dustin Doperak, who works for the Herald Times in Bloomington, Indiana, is high on uh, high on the Rebels. Wilner, as I previously mentioned, Josh Furlong, who um, is out of Salt Lake City. He is a TV person. It looks like out of Salt Lake City. Uh, might work with uh, Allison Krogan, who actually went to Ole Miss. There could be some just something there. Hey, sure, throw you a bone. Uh, Kayla Anderson out of Nashville. I guess TV reporter, um, K- okay. WKRN TV out of Nashville. I don't, I don't know her. I'm sure somebody in our stream can help us out with that. And then the uh, Chattanooga, Tennessee writer, Stephen Hargis, is also. I don't uh, know him either. Do you know it? Where did he put the Rebels? He put the Rebels at 14. Oh, he's high on them. Yeah, these are all the highest. I just oh, read, like, you. this is all, this is that's everybody who has Ole Miss ranked 11 through 14. Okay. Yeah, so just there's where those uh, those human beings are from. So all the way from Salem, Salem, Oregon, to Lynchburg, Virginia, and parts in between. It's awesome. Is it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do kind of want to know now. Like you mentioned, like, what's going on? Why, why are you so high on Ole Miss? Hugh um, keeps his eye on the SEC. Think so? <laughs> yes. We mentioned Cincinnati. I, I think he's I know got, he's got his eye on a job. I think I know how the game's going to go, but I am really intrigued by that September third game against Arkansas for the Bearcats, just to see what they look like. That's the yeah, opener, sure. No, look, Arkansas's got a couple of really interesting games to open the season from a lot of perspectives. Obviously, theirs, and they get um, they get Cincinnati in week one. They get South Carolina at home in week two. And frankly, they get Texas A&M in a neutral side on week four. I don't know who they have in week three. Beats me. Your schedule sucks. It's brutal. I mean, I, I don't understand what he was, what your check was doing. It makes no sense. But if, and again, this is an if, 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 if. But I'm looking at the schedule for um, Cincinnati. Arkansas's third game, by the way, is Missouri State. Okay, I like their chances against the Bears. If Cincinnati found a way to win that game, again, Arkansas is going to win, but if Cincinnati won that game for the hell of it. Okay. I mean, I think they're going to beat Indiana. So they're 5-0, and 6-0 and when they get a bye week before they go play at SMU. I mean, eh. Sure. I mean, because their schedule sucks. I mean, they can win right. a lot of games just by showing up. And I mean, from a, why people are putting them in the park. From a difficult schedule standpoint, at Arkansas, obviously a very hard game. Indiana at home. Uh... I know nothing about Tulsa, which is weird because Ole Miss plays them, but I hadn't gotten there yet. We probably ought to start reading up yeah, a little I don't bit. Know. Uh, at SMU, at UCF, back-to-back weeks. That's okay. a that's a pretty tough back-to-back there, given uh-huh. what the potential schedule is. That's it. East Carolina, Temple, Tulane. Yeah, I mean, go wave and all, but I don't yeah, like your chances. That's it. Well, they're gonna be in for an awakening when they jump into the Big Twelve. Yeah, a little difference playing Tulane and playing Baylor. <laughs> Feels a little different, and you get Oklahoma State next week. Yeah, you, you, you can't just go. Hey, there's the game on our schedule. Now you got seven of I those. Mean, you got Kansas State suddenly. Well, look, it's tears. I mean, it's what, and even the same thing is what Texas and Oklahoma are about to see. They're not going to get that more finesse game no. in this league. No, you're going to get LSU at home one week and add Ole Miss the next. Have fun. Better strap them on. Look at Ole Miss as the back end of the schedule. I mean, it's like Ugh. at LSU. At Texas A&M, an open date. Alabama, Alabama at home. At Arkansas. That's in a row. Look at Mississippi State's schedule. Uh, they could play well for six weeks and go one and five. Oh. 
Webb, thank you as always. Jumps back in. Good to see you. I've been missing you lately. Uh, I know you're busy. Says thanks for all y'all's work. Seems like I miss the show live a lot now. Too much work. Peanuts on the way next week. As always, that is appreciated. Thoughts on the running back room? It's really, really good. I mean, it's it was one of the takeaways. I guess I might have put this in observations. Maybe you did and I didn't because I tried not to repeat too much. Um, Kentrell Bullock looks better. Bullock's had a good camp, and I don't know where to find carries for him, barring injuries or anything, when you look at kind of how they're going to to put this together. I mean, I was just kind of chatting with Suss a little bit, and I said over or under. I forget the number. I mean, it was really small, I and mean, I was like 20 or 25 SEC carries, barring injuries for Bullock, and he was like, oh, under. Cause, and he's better. I mean, Contrell's not a bad running back at all. No, There are not. years where Contrell would be the guy we were talking about. Yeah. Um. So you're guessing that Evans gets the lion's share? Well, I'm guessing that Evans is a starting running back, and he does get some carries. I don't necessarily think Zach Evans wants 30 carries a game. I don't. I think he is usage aware. He was well. He was very usage aware at TCU. Now he has since told me that he's not usage aware. He wants the ball, and maybe they just know what they have and whatever. He's not getting many reps. And I think it's we're not getting him hurt. We're just going to chill out. It's fine. We understand Zach Evans can play running back. I think it's, hey, we are keeping the tread on these yeah. tires. But I think they have a really clear three that are going to split a lot of carries with Bentley, Judkins, and Evans. Because Judkins has frankly been the best freshman. I hate now. doing this because I'm, I'm – I, <laughs> if I'm wrong, I'll never hear the end of it. And that's deservable, I guess. But I'm questioning, after watching Judkins some, I'm questioning how you keep him off the field very much. He's been really good. And as long as he holds on to the football, which is a big if, I like Bentley. Now yeah. he's fumbled a little bit. He has. He's he's, had, he, he tries to do that extra thing, and the ball gets a little loose, and he's getting it knocked out, not on first contact, but down the field a little bit on the second level. And they're trying to get him into space. Yes. As opposed to the other ones can just run behind that line. They're using Bentley a lot of the ways of how we thought they might use Ely last year and didn't. Yeah. Frankly. Yeah. That's fair. Judkins has looked like just an all around back. There hasn't been much that he yeah, doesn't look like he I, can. I don't even do. want to say what I think Judkins looks like because I, I <laughs> you just don't want to set that I'll one get, up. Today. I'll just get killed. And I get it. Because <laughs> I was wrong on Parrish. He was better, though, than he got credit for being at times. He did. He was not the elite guy. I understand that. But he was not bad. And I wasn't I wasn't the biggest fan of how they used Parrish at times. There was there was some coaching issue there, in my opinion. I mean, do you think Evans is over or under 15 touches a game? I mean, I think over. Okay. But I now over or under 20, I might go under. Yeah. Again, I... I I don't know what happens if Judkins does what I think Judkins can do. I think at some point in the meeting room, guys are like, hey, we probably ought to give him the ball. And then you better get some NIL stuff together. Because <laughs> something tells me his phone rings. You think so? I mean, that's the next step in this. That is how this works. Yeah, it's free agency. didn't talk about it and i haven't read the stories on exactly what it means do the padres have a way out of this tatis contract if they want out 
for anybody who's been out of pocket on this, he was suspended for PED use, even though it wasn't a PED. Um, Here's their problem: if they if they get out of that contract, yeah, and void it and make him a free agent, the number of suitors that would come after him was huge. Now, if you told me this off season, they entertain trading him, even though they would get pennies on the dollar, I I might buy that, but I. They're pretty invested in him. He just needs to grow up. They asked him, you know, earlier about his motorcycle accident, and he said, "Which one?" For guys are paying three hundred and whatever million dollars. Of course, I mean Chris Sale just had a bike accident. I mean, it was you know, it's it's again, just because people are really good at sports doesn't mean they're really good at thinking. It just means they're really good at sports. I mean, those have motors and things. Like, Doug Casey used to drive Mike crazy on his skateboard every day. He's like, I can't can even imagine. Can we not? Can we? I can't even imagine. <laughs> he would skateboard around campus, and Mike's, like, over here, like, scratching in his, in his, in his head, like, one little blip here. And yeah. Got a got a problem. Um, Something tells me Doug's professional contract does not allow the skateboard. You don't think so? You know, making long. No, I'd, I'd take it out. I'd put clauses in that goes, no, you can't, you can't skateboard while you're a professional player. But I, is there probably a way out of that contract? There probably is. Is it? Would it serve their organization any real purpose to get out of that contract? Probably not. Yeah, probably would do them no favors with the players' union. Probably wouldn't do a lot of favors with future free agents. Their problem right now is that Tatis is going to miss the first 30 games or so next season. Didn't play at all this season. He's even hurt for And you've mortgaged so much of your future for two-plus seasons of Juan Soto. And now you get into next season like, look, there's no guarantee they make the playoffs. And if they do, there's no guarantee they win at all. I mean, you look at the National League, and the Mets have won, what, 17 of 20? That's correct, yes. I mean, they look amazing. You know the Braves are capable of winning a playoff series. The Cardinals, as much as it hurts me to say it, are capable of winning a playoff series. Uh, the the Brewers could win one. The Dodgers, I know they just lost Walker Bueller, but they get uh, Dustin, May, Dustin back. May back Saturday, I think. Uh, you know how good they are. There's no guarantee that San Diego is successful in these two and a half seasons. No. And if you trade away all of your prospects, and they basically did for Soto, and then he walks via free agency, it was a disaster. I wouldn't pick the Padres to make a postseason run this year. No. I mean, I wouldn't pick it. Now, if you told me they did, I wouldn't be just stunned. No, sure. They, they but to, if they, if you, I mean, they have the team to do it. They still have Machado. And no, they're good. I mean, yeah, 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 sure. yeah, yeah. They're damn good. But, but no, they also have a level of dysfunction. The team I'd pick to make a postseason run of the National League, if you told me I couldn't pick the Dodgers, is I'd pick the Mets. Yeah, sure. Because you get DeGrom and uh, uh, Schilling in a five-game series, probably going to win it. And then in a seven-game series, they, they're good. They're just really good. Although if the Mets end up being a bat short, people will look back on the trading deadline and go, what were you thinking? Because they could have had Wilson Contreras. They could have had Ian Happ. They could have had Contreras and Happ. 
And for whatever reason, they went, nope, we got to protect the prospects. When you have an aging Kurt Schilling and a Jacob deGrom who's going to opt out, your window's now. I'll give San Diego A.J. Preller credit for that. He knew his window is right here. Let's go. I get it. I want to see a NL Final Four of Braves, Mets, Dodgers, and whoever comes out of the Central. Can I insert the Padres instead of the team in the Central just for my own mental health? I mean, I'll enjoy it a lot better. Sure. Is there a path to that, however? No. I'm not sure. <laughs> the Central, not. the winner gets in. <laughs> <laughs> but sure, I mean, whatever. <laughs> I, I really don't want to watch the Cardinals. The Mets, postseason. Dodgers, Braves, Padres, and you're in. Like, oh, lock, you're, sign me up. Yeah. Now, again, they're two. I get that the problem the, is they're wild card teams, yeah. the Padres. And you get it, but you get it earlier in a two out of yeah. three. So, yeah, they both get in. Sign me up for that in the middle of football season yeah. where I can turn it on. Absolutely. Yeah. Podcast brought to you in part by Northeast Spark, NESPRC, service people across rural communities. Two packages, the Ignite, the 100 Mbps, or the Blaze, the one gig that powers the Clark Ford Studio. Your hometown team bringing you world-class broadband. That's NESpark.com, 662-238-3159. Phone service, parole controls, network security, and, and more. So again, to get the best internet in Lafayette County, that's 662-238-3159. I said shilling, obviously. I meant Scherzer. You did, yeah. My mistake. I'm an idiot. Schilling's probably out of shape by now. I don't know if he could pull it off. Yeah, I don't know that Kurt could do it. Had one hell of a run back in the day. He did. What was that, 2004 when he pitched that with was the bloody, bloody yeah. sock? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The 3-0 comeback, 4 I love how people try to make that a conspiracy like it wasn't really blood. And it's like, no, it was really blood. That'd be some deep thinking right there. People tried to do that. Yeah. But it was real. Yeah. Who was the manager of that team in 04? Friend, no. Because they had fired Grady Little after. Was it Frank Cone already? Was that his first season? I don't know. Go ahead and read. Look that up. Yeah, sure. Brought to you by Opa, Oxford's newest restaurant on the square. Uh, Euros, wraps, kebabs, redfish, lamb chops, handcrafted cocktails, frozen libations, an amazing candlelit patio, all of that and more. 306 South Lamar, just south of the Square Courthouse. I'll have a mailbag up tomorrow. It's brought to you by Whitney McNutt, Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtors, serving you for all your real estate needs in Oxford and Tupelo. She sells condos, land, commercial and residential family homes. 662-567-2573-662-842-3844. Told you yesterday about if you're looking for a job, how service specialist staffing and recruiting agency can help you. If your company is looking to hire quality, hard-to-find talent, they can help you there as well. Keep in mind that payment of service is solely contingent, and if you decide to hire a candidate that they send, you've got nothing to lose. So give Will, Sydney, or Kelsey a call at 662-832-5138 or check out their new and improved website, servicespecialistltd.com. Don't just accept what you see, but imagine something new. Step forward and chase after a better version of yourself. Every day, Corinth Dental is helping people reinvent themselves one smile at a time. Dr. Bubba McQueen, Dr. Jenny Beth Hendrick are devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile using conservative, state-of-the-art procedures, including Invisalign. These clear aligners are the virtually invisible way to improve your smile. It's Terry Francona. It was, yes. Uh, call Corinth Dental today for a no-cost <laughs> digital scan of your teeth. 
Let them show you the way to a straighter, healthier smile. 12 months, no interest, no down payment financing available at CorinthDental.com. Pinpoint Commercial Real Estate, based out of Jackson. They service the entire state in all commercial asset classes, such as industrial, retail, office, medical, and land. B.B. Mitchell with Pinpoint provides a plethora of commercial real estate services, but his core focus is sourcing investment properties for his clients. BB advises clients looking to acquire income-producing property with all risk tolerance levels ranging from vacant buildings to investment-grade stabilized assets. Pinpoint sets itself apart with its ability to source off-market opportunities for its investor clients, which maximizes returns. Pinpoint takes pride in its attention to detail, professionalism, and hard work. For all of your commercial real estate needs, give BB a call, 601-934-5008. And we're brought to you by Southern Traditions Farm, 68-acre, 32-stall, upscale equestrian training and boarding facility in Canton, Mississippi. Two sand rings, a grass ring, miles of wooded trails, a lot to be offered at Southern Traditions. Also a great place to host a function, a party. Uh, Get in touch with the people out there at Southern Traditions, Bowers Cone, Susan Walt, the Craddocks at... um, Southern Traditions Farm on Facebook or Instagram. It's actually one of my, I guess it was technically a part of the series. The Four Nights in October or whatever it was is one of my favorite 30 for 30s on that 04 Red Sox team. I mean, obviously yeah. Simmons was highly intimate with that group, which is why some of that stuff was better. But um, I love the interview, and you can hear it happen, between Dan Shaughnessy and uh, Kevin Millar, where – Shaughnessy, after game three, had written pretty derogatory about their ability to play in the postseason. Mm-hmm. And he's down on the field the next day, as a columnist should be. If you're going to write something harsh, and he talks about that, if you're going to write something harsh, show up. And um, Kevin Millar walks up to him and gets on him a little bit. They have a conversation. Sure. But Millar's been around a while, and He's a yeah. guy that ended up in media. So he got it. Yeah, sure. But he said, hey, don't let us win game four. Because you got Schilling and yeah. Pedro going 5-6, <clears throat> and then sevens are weird. So yeah, He goes, don't let us win game four. And yeah. Shaughnessy, to his credit, said, what do you mean? And he says, well, you know, we win game four. Everybody's, everybody says we're dead. If we win game four, we still have a pulse. And give it to Schilling. And give it to Pedro. And, hey, who knows? And Shaughnessy raced up to write that column, to get it written. And sure enough, he's like, okay, I'm going to have this column ready to roll if the Sox win game game four four and go, hey, look. And sure enough, it happened. Barely. Dave Roberts, stolen base, 10th inning, the whole deal. Yeah, and it was – It's a really remarkable, cool story. It's actually – I get there wasn't like, you know, there, we didn't have the extra stuff to it, but just a straight sports story. I'm not sure it's not one of the top five of my lifetime. Yeah. Just straight, cool, fun, the way it happened, Yankees down 3 0. Yeah. It makes it more interesting than the Cubs World Series from State. Sure. The way it all well, plays out. It was out a year after way. the whole disaster with Boone. Aaron F. and Boone, and, and yeah. he took out Pedro and. Grady Little got fired. I ended up having lunch in Mobile with Grady Little. Did you really? Mm-hmm. After that, it was like that December. They come up? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we were having lunch, just talking baseball, and I finally said to him, I said, so I got to ask. 
you're one of 7,000 people that said that to him. Yeah, and, and he, he looked at me for a minute. and We'd had a couple of beers, and he looked at me for a minute and went, okay, ask. And so I did. We started talking about it, about would you do it over differently and, you know, stuff like that and what happened, what was the conversation. And it was mm-hmm. really fascinating. I mean, because that guy was in baseball forever. Yeah. And he really kind of was like, yeah, I think I still did the right thing. Just didn't work out. So he said, because the right decision doesn't always work out. Yeah. They win four, Schilling and Pedro win, and then I guess Derek Lowe starts game seven, and they kind of bombed them. But well, they hit the first inning grand slam. Yeah, it was over quick. But yeah. And they swept the Cardinals. Johnny Damon hit the grand slam, right? That is correct. And then he ended up being a big-time Yankee. Yeah, and they swept the Cardinals. There they was the there Cardinals. was no stopping them once the ball got that was, rolling. That was it. Yeah. They won eight straight games after being down 3-0 in the ALCS. And to still hear Theo Epstein talk about, you know, they, they won in St. Louis. And That's right. They landed the next morning at Logan and bust to Fenway. And Theo Epstein has, I don't know if you ever heard him when he talks about that bus ride. Emotional. One of the most emotional most powerful things he's ever seen. He said, you'd see the cemeteries and they all had fresh Red Sox hats, Red Sox flags, Red Sox blankets. Kind of gets you to, yeah. you know, it's like, uh, and he was like, whoa, what this meant. I mean, he got to see two of the coolest things as a baseball guy. And then he got to walk around Wrigley field the morning after the Cubs won in Cleveland and see all of the notes in chalk that people wrote on brick at Wrigley. Mm-hmm. We're reading it like these messages to their dad who had died 20 years earlier or whatever. Yeah. He was like, man, you forget, you know, when you're just in the minutia of, how, of building a team, what it means to people. It means something to people that you can't even fathom because he didn't grow up a Cubs fan. He did grow up a Red Sox fan. He knew that. Yeah. But he sees that and he's like, wow, this was we appreciate Powerful. him for the two things he built in that way, but his legacy will only improve as he gets out of this and it's over and everything. Yeah, he, he the by winning the bad part of his legacy, which is he left the Red Sox in shambles and yeah. he left the Cubs in shambles, gets dismissed. He's just the guy that took two titles to those two franchises. He's not the guy who has to live down no. two of the worst contracts ever. Because he gave one in Boston, and I'm trying to remember who it was, and then obviously the one in Chicago to Jason Hayward was just yeah. just egregious. I mean, he's a Hall of Famer. That, yeah, but he broke the Red Sox and the Cubs and the Cubs, hey. and he's yeah. At he's, the end of the day, scoreboard, okay, whatever. It's it's yeah. all it's he's got two of the oh, and got the Red Sox where they just started winning. Like yeah, hell, it's two of the sexiest rings that anybody could ever. Because the have. Red Sox won in '04 and then '07. Yeah, so, seven, and then yeah, and then and again, then eleven, ten, whatever yeah. that was. Yeah, the uh, some other guys got hurt, obviously, but there at the end of the season, the Red Sox lineup, um, and I would have gotten most of these guys. I'd have missed a couple. Um, Veritek catcher Kevin Millar, as you said at first base, he catches the ball in the last out. Um, I would not have remembered their second baseman at that point was Mark Bellhorn. Um, I did not remember that no. at all. Um, Pokey Reese was playing shortstop because Garcia Parra missed a lot of time throughout the year. Um, well, so they that, traded Garcia Parra. Oh, that's right. They did trade him. got traded that's to right. the Cubs yeah, at the deadline. Right. That's right. That's right. Um, Bill Miller was playing third. Euclid had been kind of in and out at that point. Um, Manny, Damon, and Kapler, and then Ortiz at DH. Yeah. So. Had a pretty good bullpen, too. Yeah. You don't win without good players. 
then guys off the bench that you Minkavich was a back was a first baseman on that team. Dave Roberts has mentioned Euclid. Yeah, Minkavich was involved in that Garcia Parra trade. It's a three team trade to expose a really actually young, a four team trade. I forgot a really young Bronson Arroyo was on that team. Yeah. Got ended up putting some seasons together and was okay. Threw a lot of major league pitches. He did. So walk down memory lane today. You never know what's going to go. Today was the 2004 Boston Red Sox. Um, <laughs> you know what's funny is someone will say, what did y'all talk about today? Like at 2 o'clock today, I'll be like, I don't remember. At yeah. Something. Talked about the poll. Someone will say, y'all talked a lot about the Boston Red Sox. I'm like, really? Well, because I will say, I mean, look, again, we always laugh about this. We don't do much prep here necessarily, but I will typically write down or have a kind of a list of stuff I need to make sure we hit over the course. And then Neil kind of go, hey, what are y'all going to talk about? And I, at no point I think, you know what, the 2004 Red Sox, we're going we're gonna to do that today. We're well, gonna, it's gonna because through. we are in this stretch right here where in two weeks we'll have lots of football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. But we don't have a lot of football right now. You know, I mean – I'm a, I'm gonna in a few minutes write Jeremy James's quotes about young players, where he goes, oh yeah, he's good, he's good, he looks good. I mean, at no point is he gonna say, well, like, that guy, no, nah, he's a bust, he's a disaster, he's never gonna play at this level. No. So, what are those quotes really worth? I don't know. We got Dennis Jackson yesterday. <laughs> Nothing against Dennis, but he's not exactly the best quote on the team. Sure. He's asked a lot about the wide receiver room. And I I can't criticize because I couldn't think of anything to ask him either. Yeah, sure. And so we're there. You know, there's there's a game in two and a half weeks. Because the thing's really to ask him. There's no reason in beating him up in front of everybody. Right. We know the answer. So right. why? So, you know, in, in less than two weeks, we'll have a game week. They'll put out a depth chart. Yeah. All depth chart jokes aside, we'll have one that will give us something to look at and talk about. Um, sometime in the next week and a half, I anticipate Lane's probably going to name a starting quarterback. That's my guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know that. So there's that to talk about when it happens. Um, so far, they're injury-free in camp. Yeah, to any level that matters. So, yeah, so. so there's not that to talk about, which is a good thing. And then in two and a half weeks, they'll play Troy. And then when they play Troy, you'll have things that you can talk about and break down and back and forward. We start doing that. Yeah, yeah. and then you'll have other games around the league because yeah, yeah, teams will yeah. have that played. gets formulaic and easy. And we'll yeah, and then the and then the NFL kicks off, and then yeah. it's really a walk in the park. But right now, it's kind of like, and now we're at the week of camp where we don't really have access. Yeah, we can go watch two periods. We can watch them stretch and kind of. Run around. around a little, and that's it. Yeah. And then we, we got to leave. And um, if you're judging on you know who who you thought really got their quad stretched out, well then God bless you. You're 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 a better man than me. Yeah. So we're just kind of waiting for it to to hit. These are the kind of weird days. So a couple of football topics tomorrow will hit. I want to talk about the quarterback thing. Something we haven't actually discussed with it. I want to get there. And then uh, we didn't talk about Miles Brennan either. We'll do that tomorrow as well as he uh, wraps up his career at LSU. So. Uh, I got just two fast thoughts on Miles. One is he probably should have left before he did. But the people who criticize him for not leaving, you don't know what the dynamics were with him. Maybe he decided to stay for reasons that went well beyond football. And then the people criticizing him for keeping the NIL money, no. It's his money. It's his money. That is, if your contract does not have some stipulation in it where you don't have to, if you don't hang around, that is, I mean, that's 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 a contractual problem. That's not a Miles problem. So, 
yeah, that and more tomorrow. Again, check out rebelgrove.com in the meantime. Uh, thanks to Kyle Wilson real quick. Yeah. Uh, and also, don't forget, we've got a Greatest Pod in the South is up on our, our network. It was put up yesterday. Also, uh, McCready and Siski, Powered by Rain, Total Body Fuel. Episode 8 is up from yesterday. So, a lot for you to uh, consume. Have a good day. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.